0: Well hello there, and greetings Earthlings. Today I am back with a review of another affordable Blue Yeti clone, this time from Behringer. That microphone being the Behringer Bigfoot. Get it? Bigfoot? Yeti? Bigfoot? Yeti? You get it. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $80 to $100 depending on when you buy it. I will throw some links down below. And for this review, I have the microphone's gain set to 10 o'clock and the gain on my Mac is set to around 50%. I will not do any kind of post processing, but I may boost it in post. So check the doobly doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. You, of course, are going to get the microphone. It comes on this pre installed microphone desktop stand. You will get a USB cable to connect the microphone to your computer. You'll get a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, a quick start guide, and a sticker. Then, as far as the build quality, it feels perfectly sufficient it does have a metal body that is coated in this bluish blackish paint it also has a metal grill the desktop stand is made all out of metal and it feels very substantial the dials on this are all extremely wobbly and loose feeling and if it does matter to you this is made in china on the front of the microphone you will find a microphone mute button as well as a headphone volume control On the rear of the microphone you will find the microphone gain control as well as the polar pattern selection switch to switch between all four polar patterns and on the bottom you will find the usb port to connect this to your computer a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack which does offer zero latency monitoring and a 5 8 inch threading so you can mount this to a standard microphone stand then as far as the specs on this thing it has a stereo omnidirectional cardioid and bidirectional polar pattern it has a frequency response of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz a max spl of 120 decibels a bit depth of only 16 bit and a sample rate of up to 48 kilohertz now we're going to go ahead and do a quick walkthrough of all of the polar patterns First, we are on the stereo. I will go ahead and rotate around to 90 degrees. Here's what one side of it sounds like. Continuing around to 180 degrees from the microphone. Here is the rear of the mic. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle. Here I am in your other ear hole. And then I will rotate and end at the front of the microphone. That is the stereo, polar pattern setting now I am on the omnidirectional polar pattern I will go ahead and rotate around and you should not hear any significant change in the tone as we rotate all the way around the microphone now we are back at the front now I am on the cardioid polar pattern I am at the front of the mic going ahead and rotating around to 90 degrees here's what it sounds like from the side continuing around the microphone to 180 degrees here's from the rear then we will rotate around to the second 90 degree angle and then rotate and end at the front of the microphone on the cardioid polar pattern and lastly we are on the figure eight polar pattern which means it picks up in the front and the rear we will rotate around to 90 degrees which should be very very dead and quiet continuing around to 180 degrees another lobe of sensitivity here Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle, another dead and null area, and then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone on the figure eight polar pattern. Now let's see how well this thing does at rejecting plosives. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto now i am right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect on this thing about three inches off of the microphone with a pointed to the corner of my mouth and here is how the audio sounds about one foot away from the microphone two feet away from the microphone and about four feet away from the microphone now i am typing on a keyboard with gateron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up And for you elite gamers, now I am typing on the sad W keys. Here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds on the cardioid polar pattern in a completely untreated room. Now I want to demonstrate why I don't typically recommend using the provided desktop stand, i did increase the gain to about one o'clock on the microphone i have set the mic directly in front of me about a foot and a half away from my mouth i will go ahead and tap my desk so you can hear how much of that noise it picks up i will go ahead and type on my keyboard that's how much of that it picks up and you can hear how it sounds on my voice and here is how the microphone sounds on a boom arm a little bit farther away from the desk the keyboard and closer to my mouth i'll go ahead and tap the desk and type on the keyboard. Now I want to demonstrate what kind of noise the mute button on the microphone makes when you engage it. So I will go ahead and continue talking and press that button to mute the microphone, continuing to talk. To unmute the microphone, and here's how it sounds. Again, I will go- Then I will go ahead and unmute it, and there you go. Now I just want to see how well this microphone does at rejecting bumps of a boom arm or a desk. So I'll go ahead, tap the desk quite heavily, and I'll tap the boom arm. Now, I am almost certain that somebody is going to get this microphone and be tempted to speak into the top of it because it does kind of look like it might be a top address or end address microphone. I want to take the time and say, do not do this. This is not an end address or top address microphone. This is a side address microphone. You want to speak into the side that has the Behringer logo on it. Speak right into the grill. That's the correct side to speak into, not the top. Top bad. Side, good. Now I want to do a very quick comparison between the Behringer Bigfoot and a couple of other microphones on the market, mainly Yetis. And I just want to see how this stacks up against the competition. First, we'll start on the Behringer Bigfoot. The gain on the microphone is now set at 11 o'clock. Gain on the computer is still set at 50%, six inches off and no post processing. Check the lower third to see how much I boost each of these microphones in post. And here's how it sounds. We'll start on the Blue Yeti Nano, which goes for about $100. I am on the cardioid polar pattern, six inches off. My gain is set at 25%. And here is how the $100 Nano version of the Yeti sounds compared to the Behringer or Behringer Bigfoot. Let's jump back to the Bigfoot. We are back on the Behringer Bigfoot on the cardioid polar pattern. And here is how the microphone sounds. Let's go to another one and compare it to that. Now I am speaking into the Rode NT USB Mini. This is a $100 USB condenser microphone, just a cardioid polar pattern, six inches off. Gain is set at around 50%. And here is how this sounds compared to the Behringer Bigfoot. Let's jump back to the Bigfoot and do a couple more comparisons. We are back on the Behringer Bigfoot again for another Kallet plunger a palette cleanser and here is how this microphone sounds let's jump to another one and compare it to that now i am on the classic blue yeti gain on the microphone is set at around 10 30 gain on the computer is set just above 50 percent six inches off and this goes for around 90 to 130 dollars depending on when you buy it you can frequently get it on sale for 90 bucks but currently it is 130 And here is how the original classic Blue Yeti that the Bigfoot is copying sounds like compared to the copy of this thing. I don't know if that made any sense. Let's jump back to the Behringer. And here we are back on the Bigfoot again. This is the last comparison we are doing. We're not doing too many today, but here is how this sounds. Let's jump to the last mic and do that comparison and lastly i am on the blue yeti x which goes for about 170 dollars i am on the cardioid polar pattern gain on the microphone again is set at around 10 o'clock gain on the computer is set at around 66 percent six inches off and here is how the most expensive microphone sounds in the lineup compared to the most affordable microphone in the lineup Let me know in the comments down below which of these microphones did you like the best. Did you like the Yeti X, the Yeti Nano, the classic Yeti, the NT USB Mini, or the cheap Behringer, Behringer, Bigfoot? Let me know in the comments down below. Next, as far as latency, with the sample rate set at 48 kilohertz, the I.O. buffer size at 64 samples, we have an 8.5 millisecond round trip or 4 millisecond output latency. At 128 samples, 11 milliseconds round trip, or five milliseconds output, and 256 samples, 16 and a half milliseconds round trip, or eight milliseconds output. I don't wanna test this mic, cuz I don't think it matters. I think that Behringer is a troll. I'd rather leave this town and go and hunt for Yeti out in the woods by myself. But I can't mainly because I have to sit here and make reviews of this microphone, the Bigfoot, instead of hunting for real-life, real-world Bigfoot, which is a huge bummer for me. I want to be doing that, not reviewing this damn thing. But here I am. I am so impressed that Behringer has put out a brand new USB condenser multi-pattern microphone that uses the same specs and I.O. from its competition that came out over a decade ago. How incredibly groundbreaking. But with that out of the way, as far as pros, it's more affordable. It's cheaper than the Blue Yeti Classic, which is its competition. That's the real selling point here. And the other pro, it sounds fine. It functions and it doesn't sound absolutely terrible. Good on ya, Behringer. And then as far as cons, it is limited to 16 bit, 48 kilohertz. It also has a mini USB port, both of those seem very outdated for a microphone that was released in 2020 or 2021. And the last con is, it seems like a copy of the Blue Yeti, just in a prettier body. I don't like that. Then as far as my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone, On the electric guitar, I didn't hate it. It had a very open top end with a little bit of crunch to it, which I always like on more aggressive guitar tones. However, when I got to the upper register of the guitar, it did start to get a little bit piercing. But all in all, I didn't hate it, and it's usable. Then on the acoustic guitar, I thought it had a very clear top end. The low end was not overpowering, but the low mids had a little bit of a around sound kind of sound a little bit muffled sounding in the low mids but for home recordings again I think it's it's usable I wouldn't complain about it next up for singing it's not my favorite thing I think the top end is a little bit too artificial sounding it almost has a bit of sizzle to it which I am not too keen on it makes it a little bit fatiguing to listen to for long periods of time but for home recordings for demoing you could easily make it work with a de and a little bit of eq i think you could fix that right up and lastly for spoken word i think this is very comparable to the original blue yeti the top end is crisp the low end is controlled and the mids are unobtrusive this does tend to have a little bit more of an artificial top end that i think will get quite fatiguing over long periods of time probably wouldn't be my first choice because of that but if this is the only microphone you have and you have a couple of plugins in your DAW like a deesser and an EQ I'm sure you'd be able to get this to work and to wrap up would I recommend the Behringer Bigfoot no I would not I am not avoiding recommendation because I think it's a bad microphone I think it's a perfectly sufficient microphone it functions and it's affordable it does seem outdated 16 bit 48 kilohertz mini usb exact same functionality and placement of controls as the original blue yeti that came out over a decade ago a bit outdated but it still functions that is not why i am avoiding recommendation but the reason that i'm not recommending it is it leaves a metaphorical bad taste in my mouth I just don't like the idea of audio companies getting into this troll territory where they say, look what we did, we're copying exactly what you did and making it a joke, but then actually selling it. it this wasn't released on April 1st. If it was a post on April 1st, cool, haha, ha, funny joke, it's the Bigfoot, we get it, it's copying the Yeti. But actually going to market with it? It seems petty to me, and I imagine that Behringer does have great engineers that are capable of designing original audio gear. I would just love to see them do that instead of this troll crap, because, yeah, it's funny on Twitter, but when you're actually selling it, doesn't fly for me, so no, I'm not going to recommend it. All right, I think that's going to wrap up for today. I can't wait to get some mean comments about this one Say, I can't believe you didn't recommend it. Let me know... <laughs> Let me know which microphone you like the best in the comments down below. Did you like the Bigfoot, the Yeti, the Yeti Nano, the Yeti X, the Rode NT-USB Mini? Let me know in the comments down below. If you did find this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. Hated it, thumbs down. If you do want more videos, you can subscribe. Go ahead and click that logo down beneath me. And do not forget to hit that red subscribe button and click that bell icon. Get notified of all of my videos every single week the one I release every single week. If you do want to hang out all day and talk about microphones and audio gear, we have a Discord server, podcastage.com Discord. And if you want to support this channel and become one of these amazing people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button and joining at the $5 tier or higher. Really does help me continue to bring you these videos by affording me the ability to buy microphones like this. I will talk to you all later. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you later.